Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlett Henderson here with this episode's Thought Leader to Watch, Mohammed Kamara. Hi, Mohammed. How are you today? Hey, I'm well. How are you starting? We're doing great. I'm doing fine. Thanks for being here. We're going to talk about your company, InnovCares.com. I'm going to spell that just because I know, um, you know, some of people might not be watching and um, and not see the bylines when we do this, but it's InnovCares, I-N-O-V-C-A-R-E-S. What is that all about? So that journey began because my sister passed on childbearing due to preeclampsia. Um, mm-hmm. She died, but she was rushed to the hospital. Um, and then nurse, the doctors, by the time the doctors and the nurses attend to her, she was gone. She was suffering blood clot. Um, she then passed. Um, she passed and she left behind a 24-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 12-year-old who became my caregiver. And this happened in Sierra Leone about seven years ago. I thought it was an anomaly. It never happens, right? And then it only happens in a third world country. Maternal mortality is not a thing. It only happens in a third world country. But then fast forward four years ago, my aunt passed as well of childbearing preeclampsia, which is a condition, I mean, it's a hypersensitive condition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's lack of magnesium in women um, of color, specifically, it's affected, right? Um, and then if she passed four years ago, thankfully the son survived. So the son is four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad and my stepmother became... Um, caregivers for the son. So they launched the reason why I became, enough care has become a thing. Um, it's, a, it's a telehealth and a wellness um, company where if you can do video consults, um, payment processing around wellness, taking care of your mind, your body, um, and we connect you to doctors, but as well, all provide wraparound services as well. Got it. So such a tragic beginning. I'm sorry to hear those stories. Um, so your aim is to help other people prevent things like that happening to their families. That's correct. Correct. So we are, our mission is to really reduce maternal mortality rates by half by increasing access to care for um, um, women, um, specifically Black and Latinx women, right? Mm-hmm. But this technology can be used for other um, ethnic backgrounds. Absolutely, it can be used for other ethnic backgrounds. But we know there is an issue in maternal mortality rate for Black women. But of course, it can be used for like for your primary care physician, not just OB, OB services, right? But um, that's that's the mission, right, um, for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know your connection before um, the death of your sister. You know, are you an IT guy? Are you a doctor? Like, w- you know, what gave you um, the tools to be able to go ahead and launch something like a um, healthcare app? Yeah, that, that's, that's an incredible question. So I come from the non-technical background. And so that means I had to learn the industry. Fortunately for me, though, I was in healthcare finance where hospitals are looking to buy clinics. I come in and do the valuation work for them and tell the hospitals, this is actually what the clinic is worth, buy them out as a growth strategy. 
So mm-hmm. I knew uh, I knew the numbers, right? Okay. Um, and operation side, but the other side of it is building the tech itself. So I I sprint forward my my path and went to DC. But prior to DC, I actually went to with a partner with a company called Project Hope. I went to like Dominican Republic. Costa Rica and Cuba and providing care to women who were affected by the Zika virus. So I noticed there's a gap in care delivery for sure. international. Sure. And I, then I went to DC and actually launched the platform there in a, um, in a, um, in a clinic that is an OB clinic, an addiction medicine clinic, and as well as a pediatric clinic. But part of the learning around that is really finding tools and resources, people around me that know how to do their job really well and me being a, a product manager. So I have to taught myself how to be a really solid product manager in terms of de- developing the tech and then hiring the right people to then build the rest of the tech. Got it. So it sounds like you're a relator and a connector. Um, you- yes, yes, yeah. Okay. And being able to identify the right talent, right? And um, um, that's, that's a skill set that being a servant leader. I've always wanted uh, my where I, even where I got my undergrad, uh, my, my graduate school, my MBA, we're all taught about being a servant leader. Servant leader listens first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really being an impact um, um, entrepreneurial. So that's that given that background, it's what I applied in every every part of my um my business, right? It's really that thought leadership, being a true servant leader. Yeah. Let's deep into or you know dig into that a little bit deeper. So, um, what does being a thought leader mean to you? Being a thought leader, it's for all for you for part of being a thought leader. We needed in 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 this space in in healthcare space, you needed to have a niche, right? Mm-hmm. For us, part of having that niche is behavioral health, right? How do we really transform people's mind from if they're wanting to lose weight? How to give them the tools and the processes to help them have that behavior change. And so part of what when we went into DC is really individuals that were addiction, they were addict, and right. then how to move them from being addict to their well-being, mm-hmm. um, getting them wraparound services to them be able to be part of society again, having a stable home, um, housing. And then how do we then be that thought leader online too, right? Through our technology. And so we'll even launch, even a, I, I do a podcast as well, but that was part of all the thought leadership to truly um, put our, our, our footprint into being a behavioral health technology that takes you from a sick care, not just like, okay, because in the United States, it's a sick care, it's reactive. We want to be a proactive care, right? Mm-hmm. That, hey, before you get sick, this is what we provide. Um, and we provide all these resources for you to, for your well-being. Got it. So some preventative care. Yes. Yes. And um, so you had talked about, you know, changing people's minds just in the, you know, the weight loss journey or whatever. Um, But how hard has it been to change people's minds to start getting their care online or through an app? Yeah. At the beginning in 2018 was a lot harder, right? Because in healthcare, they like doing the, the old ways. So changing even healthcare executives, you're like, well... This looks cool, but how do you pay for this service, right? Reimbursement is always a question for those healthcare execs. But then COVID happened. (laughs) When COVID happened, unfortunately, everybody was forced to, let's go online. We Mm -hmm. have to now, right? We, we get used to the Zoom and the, the, the video consults. And so that really sprang forth our, our, our company, company and the adoption, right? 
-hmm. Of course, certain demographic is a little more challenging for them to adopt because of trust gap. In the in in mom the medically underserved communities, they usually have trust in in adopting that um, telehealth and wellness, right? Mm -hmm. But in mm -hmm. other affluent communities, it's a lot more easier um, in terms of adoption. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about the trust gap, but then also, too, I've been reading more and more about the gap for rural communities not even really having good internet. Have you run into yes. that? Absolutely. And and this even, if you think of it locally, it's all, it's a thing in rural communities as well, right? Broad, broadband issues. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it international, it becomes even a problematic thing. Cause so I have, we have a client um, in Haiti, right? Um, deliver, they were supporting, they're supporting moms out there, mothers um, and their children out there. Um, and part of the solution is some of those um, people don't even have a, a cell phone to deliver proper care. Right. So in terms of the delivery gap that needs to happen is really delivering care to from physician to physician, right? Got from it. Healthcare providers to healthcare yeah. providers to help with the gap, knowledge gap. But in terms of delivering directly to the patient, the individual, it's a bit challenging because there's lack of resources, i.e. technology itself, a cell phone, which usually creates a gap in a national um, healthcare delivery. But then locally, it's also the broadband issues as well that we have to walk through. Got it. So you're building communities from physician to physician, like you said, and then hoping that that trickles down. Absolutely, absolutely. In a national, in 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 the local environment, though, it's also for the for patient here, and it's easier for patients to adopt it because they have access to a phone, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an it's an it's an app. We have an we have a patient app and a provider app, um, so patient can actually access it on iOS and Android. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the um. And what brings to mind was the name of your podcast, right? The Empowered Patient. And so that's what you're doing yeah. with this app. So your podcast is the Empowered Patient podcast, and you're empowering patients through the app that you talked about. And when they're downloading that uh, app, Apple or Android, did you say that um, that app is simply called Enough Cares too? Yes, yes. It's, it's called Enough Cares Patient app, and then there's an Enough Cares Provider app. So there's two apps, one for healthcare provider and then one for patients. Um, and then, so the entire notion of the technology itself and the company is empowering, giving the power back to patients to be able to manage their health better and more efficient and so that they can go and live their best life, right? As opposed to worrying about if I have to move from different states, where's my health records? I have right. to move from different physicians. Where's my, where's my records, right? We manage that for you so that you can go enjoy going hiking and we track that and incentivize you for your, those healthy behaviors. That's what we do well. Got it. That sounds great. Can you have a, do you have a testimonial or a certain story you want to share of a, a client, whether a physician or an empowered patient? Yeah. So one of our most empowered patients actually that utilize the technology, she, she was the reason why we built this technology, right? She was experiencing an infertility issue um, and she had her own OB, but she wanted to get connected to a, to a culturally competent OB. So an OB that is that understands her demographic, right? And mm -hmm. so she found us online and connected with one of our OB, Dr. Alawadi, who is superb. He lives in Waldorf, Maryland. Actually, his practice is out there. He lives in Columbia, actually, but his practice is in Waldorf, Maryland. And they spoke for about, a, about 30 minutes. Fast forward after he, he told her a couple of treatment plan. A month after she texted us, hey, I'm pregnant. And then uh, she came back. She, her baby was deliver, delivered safe and well in October 2018. 
Um, but then she was suffering um, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Usually what happens is after your birth, as you're aware, your body changes. The woman's body changes. And now she's a little bit of, on the depressed side and said, hey, I need to lose the extra pound. I need to get better. So what we did was we connected her to a health coach, personal trainer, psychologist, and give her those wraparound services and connect her with her friends. So now when she go on hikes and bike rides, we track her steps and then we reward her. We give her a point system and then rewards to incentivize her to continue those healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. So she was the reason why we built this technology. Otherwise, we wouldn't have built it. Right. Yeah, that sounds so multidimensional too and useful, kind of a one-stop shop. So that's great. Um, good to hear. Yeah. All right. Well, can we yeah. close with a book recommendation? I'd love to hear if there's a book that's impacted your work or who you are as a person. Uh, and we'd like to get that recommendation out to our audience. Yeah. Yeah. One of the book, and it's it's a bit dry, but it's, it's really the foundation if you really wanted to start a company, The Executive in Action by Peter F. Drucker. Mm-hmm. It really takes you from how these companies in corporate America work, right? I was in consulting. We, most of my clients are Fortune 500 companies when I was in consulting, right? right. And it's really going in there and talking to, de- de- dealing with CEOs and advising CEOs and said, okay, this is how your, where your processes are and here's the gap. So that it, it, the book itself kind of gave you into that thought process and being really a true executive and what it looks like to be a, an executive in action, right? An executive that make decisions, even with little information, but how can you make the most optimal decision? So it's a pretty good, it's a pretty solid book. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Some um, some action steps uh, around being an ex- executive of your own company. Thanks for that recommendation. Thanks for your time. And so just to remind people how to reach you, they can find you at the Empowered Patient Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be downloaded, and the apps at innovcares.com. Thanks again. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Dolly, for having me on. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com, or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.